Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Garen with the Get Some Podcast. This week, my guest, we've done one movie together. <laughs> Undercover Brother 2. It was a Titanic hit on Netflix. It was definitely yeah. in the top 100 the day it debuted. Very high-budget movie. Afion <laughs> <laughs> Crockett's my guest. So we did Undercover Brother 2. Did you have to audition, or no. did they just give it to you? No, I, I wouldn't audition for a movie of that budget. You wouldn't? No. I had to send mine in. It wasn't like, come in, they go, just put yourself... You no. told me that on set, and I didn't believe you. I still don't believe you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't an audition like, <clears throat> you got to do it. They was like this. They just want to see you. Put your, and I think I, I think I read for like two different characters. How I got the militant brother part in Undercover Brother 2. You were funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> worked out. You were funny as hell in that shit. That was one of the movies <laughs> where... Uh, it, that movie, and I don't know if you know this, it got me the next movie. That's why you never know in this business. You never know. No, because Michael Jai White got, it was doing another movie. I only had one day on set with him. Right. And he said, yo, we need this janitor. And he goes, they, I'm black, so they want to be a, a white dude or a Latino dude. Oh, you graduated. And I was like, You went from Millicent brother to yeah. a janitor. Big time. That's that it. movie comes out in a couple weeks on Netflix. <laughs> you doing yeah. it. Right? Went you, from uh, Atlanta to Winnipeg. We shot in Winnipeg, Canada. I love, I love Canada. Was that the first time you worked with Mike, Michael J. White, uh, Undercover Brother 2? You know what? I think so. Because we actually hang. Like, we're, we're friends. We, he has um, fight parties at his crib, and he lives not too far from me. So I'm always hanging with Mike, mm-hmm. and we're always talking shop and martial arts and all that stuff. But I do think that was my first time working with him, other than um, uh, Black Dynamite, the cartoon. Uh, I did do some voices on that, but I never was one-on-one with him, but... Yeah. yeah, you guys were serious. Uh, I walked in one time to well, the dressing room, and you and him were talking about some kind of martial arts something. I don't know, like the origin, <laughs> the mindset, the move. And then, and then Michael did like a stance, and then you did a stance. I go, I'm out. <laughs> but you remember the, the video we planned to do on set? People really thought I was mad. Like when you were... Oh, the Instagram video. Yeah, the Instagram video. And I was like, yo, let's, let's do a video where I'm, I act like I don't like you talking about, like making fun of martial, martial arts. arts. <laughs> and we posted it and people were like, calm down, Ape. Well, you, you went... He's out, just yeah. playing. <laughs> oh, you that serious about your martial arts? I'm like, well, you, it's a fucking joke. No, but you went off. The funny part was we both committed because you went off and then you walked away like, I'm serious about my shit, Gary. So when you walked away, I went, it's his problem. <laughs> <laughs> and it just ended. And I think even the caption, I went, I was like, tell yeah. Afion Crockett to relax. I was kidding. <laughs> yo, Gary, I'm serious about my shit. Then we make fun of martial arts. And people really believe that shit. I was like, yo, people are so stupid. <laughs> my fault, Afion. Now, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Germany um, through the military. North Carolina and Germany. So Fort Bragg, Fayetteville. That's where my dad was stationed. 82nd Airborne, and they kept sending us back and forth to Germany and, and back to Fayetteville. So, is it true? I heard a rumor. You, you did you go to high school with J. Cole, or you grew up? No, no, no. we in the same same hometown though. Same Fayetteville, hometown. North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So Dreamville is is yeah him. That's the label that, uh, and I don't want to paraphrase wrongly, but it's not a lot of hope in Fayetteville. Like to to be an artist and to get out and to to make it to mm-hmm. TV and and music. So yeah, Dreamville is like him t- trying to inspire the dreams of those that are still in Fayetteville. So the two of you both grew up, well, you Germany and Fayetteville. He's younger than me, but yeah, we both, yeah, basically a military life for anyone who's in it is kind of similar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, you're 
mom or dad gets stationed somewhere overseas, and then you go three, four years, come back mm-hmm. to the States, uh, maybe two or three trips like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had a, a very similar um, upbringing because we're in a you know, military family, same, same hometown. Um, but I didn't know him until after he got on and we met through the industry in L.A. And you, did you go to <clears throat> Fayetteville State? Yeah, yeah. That's an HBCU, right? It sure is. My fault. You know. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter just, she's at A&T now, North Carolina A&T. Get the fuck out of she here. She just got there. Aggies? Yeah. Okay, okay. She went. Y'all are we, rivals, but I mean, it's, it's all is good. It, it's is nothing. it like a rival rival? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's they, I don't really care. because oh, same state. I'm okay. not, no, specifically those two schools, Broncos and the Aggies are like, they don't like each other. They, people always talk shit. You know, oh, you a Bronco? Oh, we Aggies. I'm so- sorry, you're a Bronco. <laughs> How no. far away is that from each other? Uh, like an hour and a half. Oh, that's real close. Greensboro, right? Greensboro, yeah, yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bus ride for yeah, for like football I mean, games and basketball. There's so games. many black colleges in Carolina, like within proximity. I mean, Durham has um, Shaw. Um, there's another one I'm forgetting. Somebody told me that North Carolina is just <clears> a, a state based on colleges. If you think about it, it like, is like all their cities, like. Even Greensboro, I didn't realize how many colleges are there. UNCG Bruh. and then uh, Dillard or something like that. Or it's a bunch of colleges. Yeah, there's in a- Fayetteville, there's a, there's a Christian college right down the street from um, Fayetteville State. In Raleigh alone, I mean, you got Chapel Hill, you got NC State. Oh, NC Central is in Greensboro. Cent- too? Central's in Durham. Greens- is in Durham? Durham, which, I mean, that's typically, you know, Raleigh-Durham area. Duke. Duke, yeah, it's... <laughs> Chapel Hill, North Carolina State, North yeah, Carolina. Everything is it's 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 college, college and banks. When you were in college, when you were at Fayetteville State, was the the dream to be in entertainment? Yeah, to be honest, like I went to school because my my military father told me I, I'm going to school, mm-hmm. so I was like, all right. Um, but even then, I knew that I was going to use the I took I took a business. I didn't want to waste four years. Uh, crafting you know being in the, in the arts program because i felt like i already had the talent to do what i wanted to do um so i wanted to learn business because i knew that entertainment was a business so i wanted to be able to talk to my lawyers the right way and huh. agents my dad didn't know until my senior year though he didn't know that i that i was planning to go into entertainment he thought i was going to go into corporate america or something really safe yeah and i was like nah <laughs> what was that conversation like you're talking about a military man, too. Yeah, and my dad, you know, my dad could be a bully sometimes. So we had a conversation. He saw me. This is what sparked it. He saw me starting to grow dreads in my the beginning of my senior year. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he pulled me in the room. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Does that make sense for corporate America? I said, Dad, I'm not going into corporate America. No, this is actually right before I was about to graduate. He said, does that, does that make sense for corporate America? I said, Dad, I'm not going into corporate America. So what the fuck you plan to do with your life? I said, I'm going to entertainment. He says, doing what? I said, stand-up comedy. He said, you ain't never said shit funny around my house. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, well, you know, I have, I have a lot going on inside my head. I don't say it all out loud. And so he says, why would you do something so stupid and not give yourself something to fall back on? Now, mind you, I'm very intimidated by my dad at this, at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I never talked back to him and all that. But this was that moment that I felt like I had to take the reins of my, my life mm-hmm. because he would have forever, him and my mom would have controlled my life and I would have been still in Fayetteville to this day if, if I would have let that happen. Right. When he said that, why not give yourself a plan B 
it's like the windows of heaven opened and God gave me the answer. I said, uh, Dad, why would I give myself a plan B and tell myself that I'm not good enough for plan A? Mm -hmm. Why not just make plan A work and pour all my energy into that? Mm -hmm. And he got beat red because he's light-skinned too. He got beat red, angry, and just stormed out the room. And it was in that moment that I said, okay, I hit him with something that actually was logical. It made sense. It was right. He had no rebuttal. But now I got to really make this shit happen to prove to him that I know what I'm talking about. Did he, have you ever um, revisited that conversation with your dad? Oh, we laugh about it now because he's my biggest fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. after, I mean, right after that conversation, I did Def Jam like months later. You know what I'm saying? So, so this is what, nine, what year 95. Is 95, okay. Yeah. So right after that, I do Def Comedy Jam, and he's like, oh, he, he kind of knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be so surreal as a parent, because we're in it, but as a parent, <clears throat> to see your son on TV, after you've had a conversation with him saying, You're st what are you doing? It's, that doesn't make any sense. And now your son's on TV because I think a military man like your, your father is, a lot of people think, oh, uh, he's... You know, he's really doing it if he's on TV. That's just not yeah. something easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's probably like, wow. Because I, 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 when you say no plan B, I think more often than not, guys in our line of work, like stand-ups, it's just like, it's in you. There's nothing else in you. Like, you just want to make people laugh. And that doesn't necessarily mean on stage, but, you know, there's writers and everything. But at the core, we all start at stand-up. Right, right. Because just, it's just in you. There's no class you can take to be a stand-up. You know, <laughs> you just got to feel like you can do it. And see, I had a little bit more of a cheat code. I was always performing. I'm a dancer first. Yeah. So I was always doing talent shows. And uh, in 92, before Def Comedy Jam, I made it to the Apollo. So I had already tasted a little bit of... got a video of, of that? Yeah, it's, yeah, on, my, it's on my IG. I, think I posted I saw it last that. week. See, I, I, I fucked up. I had Bill Bellman on last week, and I gave the wrong movie credit. Oh, that's funny. And so I, I kept my mouth shut, but I was like, I think I saw you on the Apollo. You was like with a couple guys, right? Yeah, me and the okay. twins. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and early Steve Harvey. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's real. It's real. <laughs> it's a real thing. When was that posted? August 20th. Okay, I gotta, I'm yeah, going to yeah, watch it. Yeah, scroll back. Off. Scroll back. And you're still dancing. Yeah, I'm still dancing. That's what kills me, because I'm In my done. house, in my garage. You dance? I, I battled you at James Lopez's party and learned my lesson. <laughs> Look, I, I will say this. You definitely got in a circle and, and got down. While all the black people in the industry that claim to be able to know how to dance were yeah. just standing around watching. Yeah. That was you, a great party that, that night. That was an amazing party. Uh, D-Nice was DJing. It was crazy. I'm about to there, send you this video. There was all the, the, the black Hollywood was there. Everybody was there, and it was the smallest room, but oh. everybody was there from Mike Ely, Jamie Foxx. What? Uh, Mike Ely brought me. I didn't know there was a party. We had dinner, and he, I go, he goes, what are you doing? I go, nothing. He goes, well, we're about to go to James Lopez's party. I was like, I'm out the loop. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. always in the loop, though. All these parties that I don't know about that I just happen to show up, which is like four a year, Atheon's always there. You're always in the loop. You say that, but anywhere, like when we were in Atlanta, we pulled up to the club. And you were the one that got us all in. Oh, yeah, It was yeah. like six black people. We, <laughs> to a we, black club. Yeah, to a black club. Like, to a hood, hood club. <laughs> Gary gets up there. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and they was like, oh, shit. Part the goddamn C's. And, uh, yeah. We, well, we, Will we, Packer said it best. Uh, when we were in Vegas, he said, you keep mind. You know, I'm, I'm stand-up. I'm on the road, so I know places to go in certain cities. 
So he goes, if you want to go where black people are, go with Kevin. He goes, if you want to know where the N-word, I'm not going to say the word, <laughs> if you want to know where they Appreciate are, it. go with Gary. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Gary knows where all the locals are, the non-industry spots. You know, that and was a, we, that, and we had a time though in that hood ass club. We that was, was fun. We stood on the couches and we were uh, re-performing. We were performing along with Jodeci uh, as it was playing. Boys to Men. When they, uh, the DJ had a, a a small slow jam section, and uh, me and Gary performed. I think we were the only ones that knew those '90s songs too. We were the oldest ones in the club. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know you're getting old. <laughs> me, you, oh, and it, Kenny Burns. Yeah. <laughs> we were the oldest guys in the club. Uh, Kenny Burns is 75 years old. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and looks 25. Yeah, there's, a, there's just people that have been around forever. Yeah. Like Kenny Burns got pictures with Tupac and Biggie. You're like, what? And he's, he's the same age. He's got, he's got photos of Martin Luther King, but he's <laughs> the exact same age. They were at Howard together. Like, that's my guy. <laughs> he was at the march? <laughs> <laughs> like the Million Man March? No, no, the march on Washington. No, no, no. I, actually, I co-wrote I Have a Dream. <laughs> I, I co-wrote it with him. That's why I started the Lifestyle Specialist brand. Yeah, uh, with Chadwick Boseman passing away. Uh, did you ever meet Chadwick? I met him once. Where did you meet him at? This is, I, I love to tell this story. I met him backstage at a Black Star show. Now, if you know, you know. Yeah. Talib, most deaf. And we looked at each other with that look like, oh, you, you in on this too? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just had a, he's very humble, very cool. He took pictures with whoever, you know, wanted to come up to him and take a photo. What year was this? It wasn't that long ago, man. I'm, was it before Black Panther or after? I want to say it was after he filmed it, but before it came out. Mm. So it was, yeah, three-ish, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I never I never met him. I, um, the only interaction I ever had with him was right after 42 came out. It was one of those things. I was at the Detroit airport, and he was coming this way, and I was going this way. And it's like I caught a red eye from L.A., so it was first thing in the morning. So it was one of the things where yeah. we just passed each other. We both went like this. He was on the phone, so I kind of went, and I don't assume that he knew me, but he gave me a look like, hey, and then I was like, right, right, right. that's my whole interaction with him. <laughs> Nothing spoken, just like acknowledgement, like, hey. <laughs> but nah, he was a, he was a hip-hop head, so I was, it, I was happy to see that, and that he was so down to earth and like chill, and we spoke, and uh, yeah, that was it. We went our separate ways, and um, you know, when, when he passed away, as sad as it was, I instantly felt um, inspired because he didn't complain. We didn't know. Yeah. And he didn't go for the, you know how some you know, industry people are. They want to leak every story for the mm-hmm. sympathy and, the, and whatever. Uh, I, I broke my whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I, I stubbed my pinky toe. I had to go to the hospital for eight days. Like, yeah. People be whining about shit. Or, or selfies in the hospital. I never got that. Right. I've never gotten that as long as I, I lived. That is tubes all in your <laughs> yeah i'm like why are you doing that so yeah to to know that he was battling with this with this disease and produced uh way more films than you and i in that period just uh just uh when you when the statement came out and they was like uh numerous surgeries is what i took out of it i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. so he's he's been in the hospital having surgeries in between doing films battling this and no leaks nothing and the, nobody from the hospital nobody no one said anything and that's the, what's crazy the humblest spirit yo because i i the the i thought that weight loss was for a movie i'll be honest with you we all did i, I did like, too. oh he must he, i go oh he about to do something because he's that good he he we've seen him transform into so many different people that it's like 
wow, like you would you just it's easy to assume that that's why he was losing the weight. But yeah. rest in peace to him, rest in power. Um, this whole year has been great terrible. Things. Oh. <laughs> I mean, John Thompson, uh, yeah. Kobe Bryant, Kobe. Chadwick Boseman. I'm like this, dude. I still didn't. I, I'm I'm not over Nipsey. Like that was last year, and yeah. this year was just like to add all that on top of it is like it's been it's been something to manage. All of it's just so unexpected. Yeah, and then you know of, I mean? of course you know the, 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 all the racism, the police killings. I'm not even going to call it brutality at this point. Police killing black people in the street, and to this at this point, it's like they're boldly doing it because they know they're being filmed and they know they're going to get away with it. That's the sinister shit that I yeah. hate. Yeah. That's 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 the part that's like. Well, you know, I was I was a cop in the military. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I've. It's funny, like. I see both sides of it. I mean, being married to a black lady, having mixed You're an kids. MP. And master, they call it master arms in the Navy. Oh, okay. But I, I learned how to deal with people, and that's the thing. I, I, I had Joseph Sikora on a couple months ago, mm. and he Your talked twin. about... My twin, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had me on. I had yeah, me yeah. on. <laughs> but he talked about, and I never thought about it like this, like we both... He's got a buddy that's in prison, and he said, I went to visit him, and the guards, when I left, was asking for pictures. And I said, oh, he must have got hooked up. When you left, though, and I, I go, he goes, actually, it was good for him because it humanized them to the guards. Mm. He goes, they made it forced them to look at him like a human being instead of a number. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what's lacking with the police force these days. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not looking at people like they're human beings, make mistakes. Uh, I just, you know, I've seen both sides. I used to let everybody go. I didn't like paperwork for one. <laughs> but I mean, Avion, I let. Everybody go. Bar fights, speeding. It, DUIs, I would take their keys and drive them back to the barracks. And like, I get off at 6 a.m., be at the police station, pick your keys up when I'm walking out. Right. And I'd, I, there was nights, I ain't lying, a week, good weekend, I'd have five sets of keys in my pocket. And you'd see all them motherfuckers lined up, hung over as shit. Hey, give me a key. <laughs> right. But that goes to say, that, that, that's more about who you are as a person. And we know yeah. that about you through just, you know, who you are now as a comedian, as an entertainer. I feel like there are more of those cops out there. Mm-hmm. But at this point, if they're not being loud about condemning the murderers on their force, mm-hmm. you're guilty by association, in my opinion. Because oh, you're, yeah. you're figures of authority. So you have the authority to call out injustice within your own ranks. So, it's you know. it's it's. That is an easy fix, and I wish it was like that. The only problem with that is some of those guys are probably like, what do I do if my police force turns on me? Which is probably the case. I get it. Yeah. Or but, I don't know if I have another job waiting on me. But what I'm saying is this, right? If you're one of the cops that's standing around in the moment when the murder is about to happen, like, and you're not checking your guy, yeah. there's no backlash on that, or there shouldn't be. You shouldn't be afraid of that backlash Yeah. to say, yo, yo, chill out, like, He's he's detained. He's you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's not a threat. He's he's on his face with handcuffs mm-hmm. behind his back. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Sit this one out. Mm-hmm. Save a life. What we did, what we did in the, when I was in the Navy that made the most sense, and I don't know why police force hasn't incorporated this, is I was at <clears throat> NAB Coronado and we had we had Navy SEALs on our base. One of them flip out, we're all fucked. Mm-hmm. Those are trained killers. Right. So every shift had one Navy SEAL temporarily assigned for six months to us in case something happened. That way, 
they knew somebody. They knew this isn't so-and-so going off. This is Rick, and he's got a rapport with them. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they haven't incorporated that in every police force. you got to have local hires. you got to have the – when guys get hired, especially in the inner city, or, or not even inner city, if you're a black cop and you're in a rural area where there's not a lot of black people, it should be required you go to high school football and basketball games. Like You have to show your face when people aren't at their worst. Yeah, in the so community. they get to know you. You should, yeah. Yeah, it should be required. <laughs> At this point, it's so blatant, though. I just think it's part of a, a bigger agenda. Because Trump supports them. He, he incites them to do what they do. Oh, just last week he came out about that kid in Kenosha. He, goes, exactly, he was attacked. Exactly. I go, exactly. but his mother drove him there with the AR-15. And he calls the police. They're so talented. They're so talented. You know what I mean? Like, you see what the fuck is going on in, in this nation. Mm-hmm. And for you to support them, and whenever someone asks you about someone black... Oh, I didn't see. I didn't, I didn't see the video. I don't know. He, mm-hmm. You should comply with the police officers. Like, he's always on the side of what's wrong. Yeah. And I don't care if, you know, who you vote for. Um, I do care if you vote for him, though. And if you yeah. vote for him, you're actively standing on the side of supporting racism. It's, that's just what it is at this mm-hmm. point. It's, it's racism. Yeah. It's difficult, especially in my house, because I got... Yeah, you're, divi- uh, <laughs> you're a divided household. We're not divided, but I have, I have on the white side of my family, I have people that are Trump supporters, and it, it gets heated. Well, that's what we, I mean when I say divided. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We yeah. Can't, you can't, I said you can't talk politics or religion. You can't just in day-to-day conversation with, yeah. with average people. Yeah. It, did, it divides us so much. Chris Rock had a special a while back, and he, he made the most sense when he said, uh, just to say you're a Democrat or Republican, you don't want to listen to what the other side says. Right. You're just going to say they're wrong. That's, that's fucking idiotic. Yeah. He I'm said, neither. I'm a, I'm a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit Republican about some shit. I'm a little Democratic about some shit. Should I, should I set you up? Nah. <laughs> Look, I'm going to set you I'm, up with all I'm the impersonations. <laughs> During the COVID, though, you, you kind of found your niche with, uh, uh, with the impressions going against other people. It's funny how comedians, we just find a way to adapt to the situation. And I don't, not even for the money. See, it's, I think it's a lot of it for our own sanity. Yeah, just yeah. And it wasn't, it's creative. not even us going against each other. That was actually us uniting. Because for years, people have been pitting us against each other. Who's you that? Know, me, Jay Farrell, Aries Spears. Yeah. And then Aries, me and, you know, Aries had his own chip on his shoulder. And then we squashed that on live and then started doing voices um just for the fun of it and just for the you know for the sake of saying like why why should any comedian beef why why should we beef with each other Mm -hmm. but i do understand you know the little things like when people steal jokes and all that you know sometimes people are going to be people but i didn't even know godfrey was that nice with with so many voices Mm -hmm. godfrey is like the best impressionist i've seen of everybody in my opinion, he's yeah. he's he's he has the most volume of accurate impressions. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like Jay yeah. Farrell does. He he has a he's a beast. He's like a scientist with certain ones, mm-hmm. and then certain ones need work. Same with me. Like we all have ones that we need to work on. But Godfrey, pound for pound, in, in to my ear, he has the most accurate ones. Oh, okay. and a volume of them. Yeah, I was never good at that. <laughs> 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 I'm not about. I'm like this. Ah, mine's brutal. It just ain't. It just <laughs> it's ain't. not my thing. <laughs> hey man, you know we all can't do everything. You ain't lying. I'm always amazed when I hear you guys doing impressions. I'm like this. How the fuck did he do that? <laughs> and because it, it's funny, you'll hear it and then you'll be like, uh, you'll be looking like, 
okay, that word, he struggled with that word. Yeah, <laughs> you got to break it down by, oh, that syllable was off. Yeah, it's almost like <clears throat> when you see the English actors playing uh, Americans. Like, did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Mm. Oh, such a good show, man. Mm. That's a good, you know, Charlie Hunnam? He's yeah, the lead yeah, in that. Yeah. I didn't know he dude was from like England or Australia or some shit. That's always the the craziest reveal. Oh, when you're watching somebody that's like your favorite character and you see him in an interview and it's yeah. like totally like what you know what I mean. It's like doing um doing you know a lot of um like riding along on motorcycles yeah. and all that. You know what I'm saying? It's like skinned out. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I did a total burnout. You know what I mean? Like my whole leg just got skinned up. Yeah, like really badly. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like. What? what the fuck was that? I thought he was from Tennessee. Yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> but Charlie struggles with family. When on Sons of Anarchy, he goes, my family. I go, he, yes. it's every letter. And I go, why does he say it like that? And then when I saw him get interviewed, like you just did, I was like this. What? Why, do you, why isn't that, and I might be wrong, I might be naive. Why doesn't more Americans... Are able to do the London shit. I have no idea. I don't know. They come who, over here and fuck us up. I don't know who teaches them. I, I feel like they they have a cheat code, and someone yeah. in in London since the 1940s has walked around and injected them with an American accent <laughs> in their neck <laughs> because they can do it effortlessly. Idris Elba. Oh my God! If you didn't know he was from the UK, he would sound like Stringer. Right. You think he's from Baltimore? You ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, what? the first time I met him, I didn't know. I'd never seen an interview. First oh, time I met Gary, him was 2011. Man, like, I love what you're doing, man. I, I really... <laughs> no, like, this is how I looked at him. I, it was weird. I, like, he, I think he thinks I'm a weirdo. Because <laughs> like, I went... Yo, bruv. You're like, doing, you're doing your thing, man. This is that. He was DJing at a party. I guess oh, yeah. they, go, they go, hey, Gary, it's Idris. I go, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah. hey, what's up, bruv? Hey, how you doing? Why are you yeah, like man. That? What are you, what are you talking about, man? It's a DJ, man. You know what I mean? Beautiful music. It's, it's a great. It's a great night, right? What? No, I was, I was talking about this Christmas. I liked you in this Christmas with Chris Brown. Oh, I, I love that movie, man. Yeah, it was like it was real bloke, man. It was real, real bloody, like you know what I'm saying. Like it was real. It was tough. Wait, why are you fucking with me, dude? What are you talking about? What's wrong with this guy? Just, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yo. how. That's how my interaction was. I go. Yo, I just kept staring at him going. And you saw, I, I struggle with it. I, I don't know how they get our accent down so well and, and hide their shit. It's, yeah, because it's not doing a sketch. They're doing fucking movies. Full-on movies, dr crying Dramatic. and shit. Dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> how about 12 Years a Slave? Uh, who's that, che Chewy Tell? Yeah. I didn't, I, see, I didn't see 12 Years a Slave. Oh, it's so good. I'm sorry. I don't know yeah. if I should have said that. <laughs> I love to make Gary Owen really uncomfortable like when we talk about slavery. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. No, no, I just I don't I don't watch uh, slave movies. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't I, watch oppression movies. They they, I I understand the agenda. I get oh, it. I'm sorry. You, you want me to think that I'm less than? I get it. No. Not you, but <laughs> they, they, they keep a whole movie. they love to to put these movies out every year like in droves, like in twelve packs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got a 12-pack of slave movies for you next year. 12-pack uh, of slaves. <laughs> eight of them are already uh, nominated for the Oscar. Did you watch the Oscars that year, though? When they when 12 Years a Slave won all the awards? Um, Did you watch the I don't remember. How I, I do, that was? I do watch the Oscars, but um, I can't remember. That was crazy. It was so tense I on hate, stage. I hate when they just throw the Oscars at the slave movies. <laughs> like, it's the greatest shit ever. Like, it's not. It's horrible. I don't know why I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this, Avion. 
Look, Wakanda Forever. Okay. <laughs> I watched that movie again uh, the day after he passed. Well, two days after he passed, ABC showed it commercial free, oh, yeah, and I yeah. just came across it. And it's I was like, I forgot how good it was. There's not a dead point in that movie, Black Panther. It's not a dead moment. It's such a huge movie. Like it's scaled up so well. It's shot beautifully. Um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? It's legendary. Broke records. It's it's amazing. What I and not what I like, but since since he's passed, it's it's been really cool to see all the behind the scenes footage. Yeah, how they shot the scenes and everything. I was like, whoa. I just saw a video last night of him um, and one of the the cast members from Hamilton going back and forth, uh, rapping. Um, I ain't mad at you, Tupac. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like they were in a rehearsal somewhere, but they was going back and forth with I ain't mad at you. And Did you was- see the the Josh Gad? Promoted yeah. uh, him and uh, I feel like uh, a dick. The guy Sterling, from this is us. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, I posted that on my story. Um, and Josh Gad is one of my one of my guys. He's a great dude. We you did, did a um, wedding, wedding ringer, ringer with him, right? and and Pixels. Oh wow! He he calls me and got me in Pixels. That's like he's a great dude. We worked together. We hit it off on uh, Wedding Ringer. And one day I'm just driving along in Studio City. He calls me. He's like, Yo, Abe, what are you doing? I said, uh, Just gonna pick up my mail. <laughs> He says, you want to do a movie with Adam Sandler? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking kidding me? <laughs> He's like, all right, shoot's in Toronto. Can you make it? I got a passport. <laughs> For At real? The best time of my fucking life. How, how, how long were you in Toronto? A month and a half. No way. Yes. Get a fucking phone call and you're just out? Out. That's what's crazy about this business. See, we get called, actors and comedians get called selfish a lot or they're egotistical and all the other stuff. I go, but the interactions I've had were so giving. Yeah, you know, like we really like. I want you for this project and this, and it, it, and it's those people that don't get bitter when they don't get something. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, it's, they seem it's the, to, it always comes around. You might not get the part you wanted, but you get you're gonna get another part because of it if your energy's right. You you reap what you sow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you sow fucked up energy, then that's what's gonna come back to you. It's as that's simple as that. crazy. You're driving. Think about this now. <laughs> you're driving to get your mail. Josh Gad, who you just met on Wedding Ringer, yep. just calls like, hey, and uh, how long was it before you left for Toronto? Like four days, if that. That's if crazy. That. Yeah. That's crazy. My lawyers, uh, you know, got the contract right. The money was right. Like, it was, it was so dope. And you're going to a dope city? I didn't even know Toronto was that dope, and I fell in love with it as soon as I got there. Oh, Toronto's off. I've only been there twice, but oh, God, man. it's off the chain. Nah, it was, it was dope, man. And I'm Trinidadian, too, so I, I was meeting up all these Trini people and eating Trini food while I was oh, there. Wow. And it was just so many different um, types of culture there. I found a, an underground uh, hip-hop scene, and I, I went to a couple of, like, dance ciphers and shit. I was, I was everything in Toronto. You got to call. Did you call Russell Peters? Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's the guy he, to call for Toronto. He linked me up with uh, my boy John Paul, who's now one of my brothers too, a Trinity comedian up there. So we was, I went to Yuck Yucks with him while he was performing. Yeah. I found a Kung Fu school. I was doing Wing Chun in Toronto. Like that yeah. month and a half, literally, <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jay and Beyonce while I was there, bro. For real? Yes. I called some of my friends that were on the tour from my, from my dance background. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, y'all, y'all in town, I'm in Toronto. They was like, yo, pull up. That's crazy. <laughs> it was it was the you said best just pull up. Mu- pull up. <laughs> pull up. So they were in concert. Yeah, they were doing the um, on the run tour, the, the first one. Wow. And I, me and John Paul went to the. That's crazy. You know, we VIP. I never go when I'm on the road. I never if if I go out, I never go to other um, comedians VIP sections because I'm like this. 
Uh, usually you're rolling with about four or five dudes, mm. and then you're rolling up, and like they might have four or five dudes. I go, wow, it just became nine dudes in a section. Yeah, you know what's funny is I don't go out when I'm out. When you I'm don't drink. No, that's what's crazy to me. I don't drink, smoke. I've never done drugs, so not rehab. Don't drink. You no, just no, no, never I just, drink. I never done it. That's probably. Well, how old are you? Seventy-five. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. That's probably I'm looks seventy-six. Twenty twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, you threw me with that. I was like, "Hey, Eva, you want to drink?" You're like, "I don't drink." I go, "What?" <laughs> you made me feel so little. I was popping water bottles all night. Yo, because I'm the guy, Gary. The- I never try to make you feel away. Like you always, you always say that. Like, oh, I feel weird. I don't. Sorry about that. I'm just yeah, but <laughs> your demeanor is like very monotone too. No, it's not like this. Nah, yeah, I don't drink, man. But enjoy yourself. Aphion <laughs> comes at you like this. Aphion, you want something? I don't drink. <sighs> <laughs> it's very matter of fact, like this. Uh, no, nah, I never have. No, uh, it's like you, everything you, I've you learned in my farts. <laughs> you should know, goddammit. it. But then you hit me with this. I don't drink. <laughs> what was it? what was that? That was, that was I just saw Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like this. Shout out to uh, Cobra Kai and the whole team that produced it. My, Have my you watched that? Son. I watched uh, a couple episodes on it. Is, I'm a fan of Karate Kid, so I love Karate Kid. I'll definitely uh, watch um, it. Is that? And let me ask you: Is that? Do you know? Because I haven't <clears> got a chance to watch it yet. Uh, I watched the one on YouTube. Is it mm. the same? Or yeah, they reshot yeah, yeah. it? No, no, it's the same one. Same oh, one. it's I the think, same? I think they just wanted to make it available to more people. Yeah. Because, dude, it went from number one. I was like, it was already on YouTube. Right. And I right. didn't know if it was the same show. No, it's the same show. Oh, okay. They just, I know if they yeah. reshot it. It's like a, I guess, licensing type situation. God, Karate Kid was so good when it came out. Oh, yeah. Like, if, you, if you're if you a thug right now, you know what I'm saying, and you claim you never liked the Karate Kid, you're lying. Oh my gosh. You're a fucking liar. You, you know good and goddamn well you was in the projects talking about some goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> it had every. Have you seen the video on YouTube where they're saying like Daniel San was the bully and the Cobra Kai were actually in the right? No. That, that's, oh, it's the way they break like a, it down. That sounds like a Trump. Uh, no, but yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's hysterical. But the way they break it down is like this. Yeah. They go, well, they agreed to leave him alone. Then he put the hose on Johnny at the at the dance. And they go, he deserved to get his ass like this. Yeah. And he goes, Johnny was trying to talk. They go, and Danielson grabbed the thing. He kept interjecting or he didn't interject. I was like this. Yeah, I can see that. Right. I can see that. <laughs> I wouldn't say he was the bully, but he definitely was that kid that didn't know when to just just fall back. <laughs> he also probably was a kid that was never going to be with any girl close to Allie either. So he's like this. He walked on his toes. Yo. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fucking this up. And he didn't know karate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's learning from the book. Yeah. <sighs> you never look at movies like that and see how dated they are? Like, oh, why didn't he just uh, pull it up on his phone or YouTube? Right, right, right. <laughs> you learn karate from a book? No, I was always um, frustrated because at the time, that's when I really was into martial arts and Bruce Lee specifically, the greatest martial artist ever. And then you see Karate Kid and it's like, why didn't they either teach him more karate for this role or just get somebody that really knows it? Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he, he did not know karate. Mr. Miyagi didn't? Or Daniel-san? Miyagi didn't. He didn't really know it either, but he was more convincing. You know, mm-hmm. and they had a, a good stunt double for him. Like, yeah. but he was so great, uh, Pat Morita, with yeah. the the Japanese dialect. 
So you believed him. You believe them when he does the. You know what I'm saying? It. Every time I painted anything, at some point you're gonna do this. Paint the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at some point you're gonna, you know what I mean? Paint the house. But Ralph Macchio, just his form was so off, and it was just so like. Oh, I thought it was amazing. <sighs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, like this thing, I bought it. <laughs> I was sanding shit. That's why you fight like you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I've never been in fights. I took, I'll tell you what. I took karate. This is no lie. I took karate <clears throat> three classes, right? I was like nine. Right. And then uh, some kid sucker punched me at recess. It was over. Like, dotted me like, dick. And I went, <laughs> what the fuck, man? I quit. I go, they didn't teach me how to stop a sucker punch in three right. I thought, respect your opponent. First three classes, you don't learn anything at nine. No, nah, it's you know three I mean? classes. Right, but I, I remember I turned my fucking gear and everything. I go, I'm done. I'm, I got sucker punched. <laughs> I'm just going to talk my out of shit. <laughs> you picked up a microphone. How old were you when you started martial arts? 11. Oh, wow. So you, you was in the States? In Germany, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. You fell in love with it immediately? I literally watched the Bruce Lee movie. I watched Return of the Dragon, and when he was in the alley and did the scene uh, where he says, dragon whips its tail, and he takes on all the thugs. I watched every move that he did in that movie and started practicing them. And then I would go to guys that I knew were in classes, and I would spar them to see if I knew, if I really could do in it. In Germany? In Germany, G yeah. Your age or older? Uh, my, my age, you okay. know, some of my friends. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And uh, some were older, too, but... Uh, I would spar them and I can actually hang with them because I'm a dancer too. So I didn't realize how much of that played into your rhythm and timing, but I felt natural in, in, in the moves. But I would spar guys that actually knew martial arts and I realized, oh, okay, I, I really have something. So then I got into some classes and I was, I was this young skinny kid in classes with um, grown military men. Mm -hmm. And I figured out how size does not matter. Um, in, in fighting. Yeah. <laughs> in fighting. That's a fact. But, uh, yeah, I, I figured out how to, how to attack their joints. <laughs> in fighting. I just caught that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm You're sorry. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it like PG professional. Size doesn't matter. I'm like this. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm sitting, you hold on. Ava, I'm going like this. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, Gary's what? a little slow right now. <laughs> Hilarious, but yeah, I was. Uh, I just figured out how to use leverage and skill and technique to fight bigger guys. Have you ever had to use it? Like just nah. out? Not not like in a drag out fight. Uh huh. But yeah, there's always moments when you gotta like navigate your way through a, a rough spot or something like that. But I've never had to like really get. I'm into glad it. you said that. I get more people tell me they're just fucking. They tell me they're they these fights and whoop this dude's ass. And it's not looking at people. I go. I know you're lying. Yeah, nah. I know you're lying. <laughs> There's no way I know you're lying right now. Nah, it's for me. It's been a. It's been more of a mental game. You know what I mean? Knowing how to, not being afraid to speak up for yourself in in bully type situations. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've I've had some close calls, but you know, by the grace of God, I, I haven't had to. And that's not something I want to do. Like I don't want to be in a knockdown drag out fight. But if I if I had to, I'm not scared of. I, I'm confident in what I can do in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have no desire to get in a fight. Yeah, like, like zero. This. Like, if you win, hold on. 
If you win, your hand hurts, or in your case, maybe your foot hurts. Knee, elbow, all now that. Now you got legal things happening. Exactly. And if you lose, that just sucks if you lose a fight. I'm like yeah. this. I will. I, I did it in one of my specials. I said, I will <laughs> walk, run, skip, hide. I don't give a fuck what people say about you me. You should. Oh, Gary's a pussy. Yeah, that, it happened to me in um, uh, <laughs> it, one city. It happened to me where I don't know what happened, but these guys tried to test me. And really wanted to fight, and I just left. Yeah, I left the the spot. Like I'm out. Went back to my room, and like yeah. the guy the next day was like, "What happened last night?" I goes, "Dude's trying to start shit." Right. He goes, "Well, he goes, man, they they were calling you a pussy and shit." And I go, "Who?" He goes, "The people at the club." I go, "Uh, who was at the club?" He goes, "I don't know." I go, "Exactly, exactly." I don't know them motherfuckers. They don't know me. And guess what? I'm on a flight at noon. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> and they could do all of the social media. Oh, yeah, that dude, Gary's a bitch. Atheon's a bitch. All right. Yeah. All right, you got me. With Let your it... 112 followers. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go viral, whatever it is. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just not. I'm, it's not smart. At to, all. To fight. You don't know what the other person has, what they can do. But, again, if, if it comes down to. Here's the thing. I've been in situations where people are approaching me, right? I'm going to stay calm. And talk through it. Mm-hmm. I've never been the guy like, yeah, what the fuck is up? You know what I'm saying? Because I, I've learned in martial arts, until you're here, your fist, your foot, your weapon, whatever, until you're physically here, I am in no danger if you're talking shit from right there. Hmm. How about that? I'm in no danger. Like I, in LA, I get into a lot of like, well, not a lot. I had two incidents in the last year where people are just fucking antsy in their car and they want to pull up on you and, and, you know, spit and do all kind of shit and get out the car, you pussy. I'm not in danger because I'm in my car. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. if you're by the window. Now, if you break the window and you punch in or whatever it is, that's when I have to either get away or handle the situation. Or try to figure out what drugs are they on. He just punched through my window. <laughs> He's, he has a Terminator arm. Right. Schwarzenegger? Bro, what are you on? Where can I find it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't do drugs, Gary. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> I don't do drugs. I don't know. But I have drinks every now and then. But yeah, fuck fighting. Yeah. <laughs> this, this conversation just been <laughs> about fight. fighting the whole time. Hey, can we talk about Avion's career or his show on Fox? How did you get that show on Fox with Jamie Foxx? Um, basically, after Wildin' Out, I had all these ideas. Um, we did short circuits. It was a, a, a sketch show that we did in conjunction with Wildin' Out. And at the time, I had a bunch of ideas that I would pitch in the writing, writer's room. And I always believed that I, I just had funny ideas when it came to sketch. And, and they, were, they didn't like the ideas. So I was like, hmm, I'm going to go on YouTube and just put them up and just see what happens, right? And yeah. so about a year or two later, I, I get like all these videos collectively about 60 million views. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my boys was like, yo, um, my agent called, Fox is looking for a, a sketch type show. Do you have anything um, you know, that we can put together? And I was like, hell yeah, I got all these videos I did on YouTube. And so I just cut a reel together. We met with a production company. They loved the idea. We made a deal right away. Um, and then we had all these meetings with Fox. And then we finally get to the, the president that like, they, they bought the, they was already onto the show on my merit. And then we get to um, the president of Fox. And at the end of the meeting, he was like, man, I love this idea. It'd be dope if we uh, 
if we paired you with uh, Jamie Foxx, because he wants to do a show uh, similar to this. He was just in here two weeks ago. And I was like, all right, creatively, I always felt like it, it may not be a fit because whenever, as a comedian, you have your way of, of doing your thing. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes pairing with somebody who's so great at what he does and has a body of work, um, it may not gel, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like they fit us together. We didn't know each other. Um, mm -hmm. we, we weren't like boys before that. Uh, and then the executives they put on that show were just so like out of touch. Like I had explained to them who Drake and Manny Pacquiao was. I was going to say something, but I'm waiting until your story's done. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically my story. Like the show was great. They gave us six episodes. And mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I had a film career after that. Yeah, I always when I when I saw your show and I I knew you were like the first guy I ever seen like doing like major sketches getting millions of views on YouTube, mm. and then when I saw you had the show on Fox, and I go, I, in my brain knowing how the business works, I go, I just hope they don't water it down and fuck it up. Mm -hmm. I go because with YouTube that's all you you can do whatever you want exactly. I go once you get a network and like you just said you got some execs that are out of touch. And then they're like putting their input in. You're like this, that. But I mean, that's the business. I yeah, that's just the business. Like especially on a uh, major network like Fox, there's right. a lot more restrictions and everything else. Yeah, and and they have a, a bottom line that they're trying to service. They have a a core uh, Midwestern fan base that they're mm -hmm. trying to you know that that's their core and that's the people that are there. So it's like all right, I get it. But you still, I mean, the good thing of you got six episodes, but then you got. Those funny sketches, like that, that Chris Brown sketch is from mm -hmm. your show, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's timeless. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, the, the experience was great. I'm developing another sketch show now. So it's like I know exactly what I don't want and what not to do uh, to, if I do another show or when I do another show. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those notches in the, in, in the belt and on the journey of what we do in this industry. You know what I'm saying? What was your first, what would you say your first, like, big role was where you're like oh shit i'm kind of in the game now that's that's crazy because i never feel like i'm in the game i i always have a um what's next mentality mm -hmm. always yeah. like that's cool but i don't want to rest on that yeah because i look at i look at rappers as a template and guys that have like one hit from the 90s right and they still kind of walk around and very similar outfit from the video from the 90s. <laughs> so you Why recognize. Why do I know a guy like that? I'm not going to call him out. I know a guy exactly like that. And it's like, <laughs> we, we're in a we're in an <laughs> era where you got to reinvent, bruh. Hold on. I know guys still wearing Versace shirts. Because <laughs> that's what he had on in the video. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Gary O, this is what I'm saying to you. He'd be on my shows, I'd be like, yo. So for me, it's like, I don't, I don't rest on anything, but I've had a lot of great experiences, though. Like, a, a lot of great projects that made me say, man, I'm working with goats. Right. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. Yeah. I don't think people realize how many movies you've been in. That's the thing. Uh, done a couple. Um, Undercover Brothers 2. <laughs> ah, right? <laughs> in Roscoe Jenkins alone, that's Martin Lawrence, James Earl Jones, Michael Clark Duncan, Mike Epps, Cedric the Entertainer, Monique, um, Louis C.K. was in that. Um, oh, that's right. It was, it was such a big roster of people that you have to pinch yourself and be like, like we had a dinner the night before we started taping, and I'm at the round table with 
all of them. Yeah. And of course, when James Earl Jones talks, everyone's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was just that moment, uh, the moment when I did Soul Men with uh, Sam Jackson and Bernie Mac, yeah. which was right after Roscoe Jenkins. How was Bernie? To Malcolm Lee. Hey, man, Sam, they were just the coolest. Like, they felt like my uncles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they was always pulling me aside, either congrat or c- commending me on, man, good scene. You know, Sam, yeah. he, he don't have a lot of words for you. He's like, good job, young buck. Yeah. And, and Bernie, he's a little more gracious and a little more open. He's like, man, you remind me a lot of myself. And, and I was like, well, I did impressions of you to, yeah. <laughs> to get on. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thanks. That's all you gotta say. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yeah, that was my Def Jam set. But yeah, it was like Bernie was like, he was almost protective of me, and kind of teaching me the game. He he pulled me aside. He said, "Don't let these producers." Because one night we was in Memphis when it was cold, and I was on the ground getting ready for the scene where they ran me over with the car. Yeah. He saw me laying on the ground, and he came out the Peabody um, Hotel, and he looks around, and they're not ready. They're setting up lights and shit, but I, they got me laying on the ground. He's like, get this motherfucker off the motherfucking ground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he pulls me aside. He said, man, don't let these motherfuckers have you out here risking your health for their timeline. If they're not ready, you come inside and sit in the warmth and, mm-hmm. and just make sure you take care of yourself and don't, don't let them intimidate you into being every single place when they're not even ready. Speak yeah. up for yourself. Yeah. So, it's a fine line though when you're not the lead, and you. Oh, like, we know. <laughs> yeah. So when you're like you're on a you're on a movie like that with legends like Bernie and Sam, and you're like I'm gonna lay on this ground. <laughs> yeah, you're like this. I want to be in the movie. I'm so happy to be working with these guys, and can't wait till it comes out unless you're like this. Lay, I'm lay on the ground. Cr- Fine. I'm gonna lay on this cold <laughs> ass ground. Hey, have you seen Karate Kid? Do the crane motion for thirty minutes while we're setting up. All right. All right. That's so like for Bernie to come out and stand up for you. That that's dope because I mean. Been there, done that. We were just like yeah. sitting around going, why am I here? You know what I mean? But you don't this say is... shit because you don't want to be that diva on set. At, even when you are <laughs> one of the leads, you still, you're like this, ah, I don't want to be a diva. But then you see people doing dumb shit. You're like, God damn it. Yeah. But there's a, a way around that. Like if you are the lead, there's a way to just ask, say, hey, you guys, do you mind? I'll just be right over here if you need me. Like yeah. I, I don't want to lay on the cold ground because it's freezing. Yeah. And, you know, it's wintertime. <laughs> did you, now, do you have to audition for that one? No, that was uh, Malcolm Lee. Malcolm Lee, um, we work together. Like you said, the, the industry is a, has a way of, of g- gifting you mm-hmm. when your energy's right. We worked on a Toyota campaign. And when I, I auditioned for that, um, and when I went in the room, it's, it's all the, you know, you know how commercials are. All the clients, all the, the agencies, all the, these people in the room. But Malcolm has enough... Um, He's cool enough to say, man, I love you on Wild and Out. Like, you're one of the funniest guys. Uh, would love to work with you. So he's saying this in the room right before I'm auditioning. And I'm like, thank you, bro. Like, I'm the best man. Like, I'm, I'm listing his credits. Like, yo, you're yeah. a dope, dope writer, director. And we shot it. Me and Royale Watkins was on it. And we shot this Toyota commercial. And me and Malcolm just hit it off. We were doing, we were imitating the New York brothers, you know, that'd be on the, on the block, the, the 5% Nation brothers. And we had mm-hmm. this character voice that we kept talking in. And so... When we shot that, that, that Toyota campaign, he said, man, I got some stuff coming up for you, um, if you if you are available to do it. If I'm available. Isn't it funny when they say that? I mean, if you, there's been parts I'm sure you've taken too. I didn't look, read the script. I said yes. yes. Let me check my, <laughs> look, I'm not even looking. let me check my schedule. Yeah, I'm available. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> let me check. Look at that, I'm wide open. There it is. <laughs> so I auditioned for Roscoe Jenkins, that part. 
Uh, and then Soul Man was an offer. Man, offers are the best. Yeah, but Malcolm, again, it was because of Malcolm that, that I got the offer. And he campaigned for me um, to the studio. Yeah. I mean, just think about that. God damn. Got to work with Bernie, Samuel. That's crazy. Like, yeah. Nothing wrong with Roscoe Jenkins. Don't get it twisted. No, nothing wrong but at all. When you say Samuel Jackson and Bernie Mac, especially Bernie Mac passing away and everything, it's like this. God dang, dude. No, but but honestly, Roscoe Jenkins was heavyweight too, though. Because I'm I'm on the set and Martin Lawrence has one truck as a gym. Yeah. The other truck is his trailer. There's a basketball court in between the two of them. Like I'm just looking at how you're supposed to be when, yeah. you're, when you're a star on set. Have it's you like, worked with Eddie wow. on anything? Eddie, Eddie and Will Smith are the two people that I would love to work with that I haven't worked with. I always ask I, that question. I've worked with everybody else, to Look, be honest. You, you answered what I usually close my shows with. I go, anybody you really haven't worked with yet? You just, you just, you just You're very predictable, yeah. Gary Owen. <laughs> well, here's what's crazy. I say that on my guest because uh, what I want is people be like, yo, you ever go on Gary's podcast? That shit comes true. Why did I ask Kevin? Two months ago, I said, anybody working with you and working with you yet? He goes, Will Smith, which just came out right. two weeks ago. Right, right, right. And Will Smith about working with you. I go, boom, I asked Joseph Sikora, uh, and he goes, well, I, you know, he named all the people he, didn't, he, he wants to work with, but he said, yo, Deion Taylor, um, I worked with him. I can't wait to work with him again. They just did a movie. I go, else, yeah. watch. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, watch. Ed, Wa Will. I'm, I'm available. Kevin or Will, somebody's going to call me like, hey, you want to you wanna <clears throat> part in this uh, plane, trains, and automobiles? <laughs> Let look, me check man. my schedule. Look, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm ready. Yeah. Like, I'm always at fighting weight. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're, I you're love. You're Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. You're ready to go oh, on a week's yeah, notice. Jorge. <laughs> Jorge could do it in the street or in the, in the yeah. octagon. Week's yeah. notice. Yeah. I work, so you're talking about trailers. Like, I, I'll tell you, it's funny. I worked with Eddie on Daddy Daycare. And uh, mm -hmm. that's when I, there was, there was base camp and then there was Camp Eddie, right? <laughs> it was a whole, and his camp was bigger. It's a different and, world. But here's what's crazy about you talking about the, not issues, but it is the business, your show on Fox and people in the room and everything. Mm. When I tell you I was just so happy to be doing a movie, and this is 18 years ago, so I'm, I'm new in the business and everything. All of a sudden I'm on set. Eddie didn't go to the table reads. He didn't go to rehearsal. Doesn't have to. Right. First time I saw him was the the scene where he comes around the corner. I'm in this big ass carrot outfit. Up to that point, everyone had been amazing on set. Everybody's real cool and everything. But they were they were basically telling me what to do, like be here at this time. And I'm doing it right. I'm just happy. Eddie came around that corner, and as soon as he the scene hasn't even started, he goes, "Oh, what's up, man?" Gives me that, and I go, "What?" And then he told me a joke he saw me do at the comedy store because he, you know, he always goes wow, to comedy clubs. yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say the PAs, the energy shifted towards me. <laughs> like this. Hey, need anything? You need or, anything? You want to sit down? <laughs> <laughs> it was like he completely validated my existence that's, on set. That's the exact same thing that happened when I, the first time I met Jay-Z. Well, it wasn't the first time, but it was the first time that it was notable. Because I mm -hmm. met him when he first came out. Yeah. We were, I used to work radio in Charlotte. And this is when you have those summer jams type yeah. thing. And this is when him and Foxy Brown uh, came out with their first uh, single, uh, Ain't No <laughs> Ain't no N-Word. And I met him then, but then I met him, met him. This was uh, 08 at mm -hmm. the inauguration concert right before Obama oh, was. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Backstage. 
I'm with Charlie Mack. I'm just, I just happen to see Charlie Mack as I'm walking. Charlie Mack's everywhere, by the way. He's everywhere. That's, that's my big bro. But he's an alien. He's everywhere. So Charlie gets me backstage, and I'm just sitting literally on like a speaker, like, you know, the speaker cases that are backstage at the, at the concerts. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to be out of the way. This is in D.C.? In D.C. Okay. People walking back and forth. Work. So Jay comes down the staircase that's like, I'm sitting here, the staircase is like within my eyesight, and I can see feet. <laughs> a whole bunch of feet. It was like a military formation of people coming down, and Jay's just in the front. Beyonce's flanking him. The stage is right there. Like, right when he gets down the staircase, all he has to do is make a left. Mm-hmm. He, him and the whole entourage comes, beelines over to me, because he, he makes eye contact, and he walks over, and he has his hand out like this, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, I fucked up. I don't right. fucked up. Because at this point, I have done <laughs> Wrong many oh. parody videos. <laughs> many parody videos on YouTube. He walks up to me. He's like, hey, hey you be doing the Jigga Man, right? <laughs> and he shakes my hand. All his people after that was like, hey, you need anything? You need something to, to yeah. drink? <laughs> like, they open up the cooler that he gets a drink from. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll take a Snapple. <laughs> And you're like this, JG drinks sugar-free <laughs> apple snapple. <laughs> I lived it up for about an hour and ten minutes. But I lived had, it up. You've had uh, interaction with him since then, numerous, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, I mean, not numerous, but I, I've, he knows who I am from from me doing the impression of him. Yeah. Like he he appreciates it, and but I'm not gonna be the guy that's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Jay. That's my boy. Not at all. But isn't that isn't that crazy to think that? Literally, how he probably got to know you, which means somebody in his crew was like, yo, Jay, look at this shit. That's yeah. probably how it happened. That's, I'm, right? You know what I mean? 100%. That's what's crazy to think about. It. You just you do a sketch, put it on YouTube, see what happens, and it's kind of you're done. That's he, how I met Russell. Russell Simmons? Yeah, well, I met him when we did Def Jam, but how we reconnected was I did. <laughs> I did. You do Russell perfect. I did a sketch of me and my boy John O did a sketch of him and Rick Rubin. And we were in the backyard. We had we were parodying an interview that they did on the uh VH1 Hip Hop Awards. Um, bruh. And they were sitting in these chairs just talking about their history and Russell was doing yoga with his socks on and shit <laughs> in the chair and he kept flinging his legs. So we, I I exaggerated that whole interview. I edited it, put it up at 6 a.m. and I just went to sleep. By 9 a.m., my phone is going ham. And I pick up the phone. My boy Niall says, hey, man, Russell's about to call you. And I'm like, I'm half asleep. I'm like, what are you talking about? Russell's about to call me. <laughs> Russell who? Russell uh, Thornsberry? Yeah. <laughs> I get a call from New York. I see the New York number. I say, oh, shit, I fucked up. You really be thinking you'd be fucking up with these guys? I really do. Because <laughs> in the moment, Russell. I think, I think you know, it's funny to me. Yeah. And I think people are going to find it funny, but I don't know how p- the, the actual person's going to take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I, I got on the phone, and they were like, please hold for Russell Simmons. And there was some Def Jam hold music and shit, like, fight the power. <laughs> and I'm sitting on, <laughs> like, I'm in bed with the, the blanket on like, like an old lady. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Clutching my pearls and shit. And and he picks up the phone finally. He's like, and he starts every conversation mid-sentence. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You're 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 hysterical. You're fucking hysterical, bro. <laughs> like we need to do a show. We need to do something. And yeah, that was that's how I met Russell. But yeah, you, the, the the power of the internet. You just never know. 
where Never your shit's know, gonna man. land. But that's that's why I be telling people now with uh, especially comedians and guys, especially guys that are on the road with me opening up. I said now is the perfect time to take mm -hmm. advantage of YouTube and social media. As far as like Dog. put your content out there and see what sticks. It's because it's weird. Like the things you think is gonna hit doesn't, and the shit you think like anybody gonna pay attention to this goes to the roof. I say put everything out. Man, but I was out. telling I was telling Bill Bellamy uh, last week. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you saw him. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you yeah, I watched, stopped in I last watched week. the show. That's crazy. You stopped in last week with the same sweatsuit. <laughs> we took a photo and everything. But I told him, I go, <clears throat> it's Groundhog's Day. What I've learned as being a stand-up and similar with you and YouTube is, man, when you're at these comedy clubs now, uh, most of them have camera equipment. Have them film everything and give it to you. Because you have these moments on stage, you're like, I wish I would have had that on tape. Or you get some in the right, audience. Right. And not that, not that people always think heckler and you're going off on somebody. Sometimes you have a great interaction with somebody <clears> in the audience. Or a celeb shows up and you start talking about them. And I go, get all that and just throw it on YouTube. You don't know what's going to stick. Yeah, no, that's, that's very, very smart. Um, yeah. I'm always paranoid about the club taping because, you know, the clubs are, <laughs> they have their own system of ethics, if you will. Yeah. I don't know who's going to keep a copy and, you know what I'm saying, leak it somewhere. The spontaneous moments, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't mind that. But the material, yeah. you know what I mean? When you're, because I don't have as many specials as you. My first special is about to come out. Oh, you filmed it. When did you film it? Last year. You filmed it. I, I think I filmed I, I, mine I, I right around you about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where'd you film it at? Uh, North Hollywood at the um, El Portal Theater. That's right. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember you asking <clears throat> about that because who you did it with somebody that I worked with. No, I, I, somebody had had called me about. Uh, some business uh, regarding it, and I, I had to double. I had oh, to that's fact right. Check. Okay, we're not gonna. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I had to. I had to fact check. I got on the bus, but I said, "Don't use that dude." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually uh, Kevin and LOL. They uh, they license it from me. Oh, dope. And so we're gonna premiere on, on Peacock. I'm gonna be one of the first specials on Peacock. Oh, nice. NBC's um, streaming station. That just go, it goes back to uh, having decent relationships with people. Yeah. Because. When I had Kevin on and he was talking about, like, I said, how did your crew come to be with Joey Wells and mm -hmm. Harry and Wayne? And all of them, it's all organic and stuff. Yeah. But Joey was always just a nice guy. Always. Funny. Me and Joey were really tight back in the day, too. Um, but yeah, like you said, very, always just the most humble, nice guy. Yeah. Cool. And then, you know, got in with Kev and the rest is history. And now yeah. Kev's green light and shit. Mm -hmm. But even when you, like... When I pitch stuff to Kevin's company or you go in for something, like even when you don't get it, you just keep it moving. You don't right. get mad and you don't call Kevin like, hey, man, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> nah, and it's, it's at this point, you and I are at the, at the, the stages in our lives and careers where we have solid relationships yeah. with people. Like we just have solid relationships. And sometimes those relationships pan out into work, but if they don't, it's cool. I'll see you at the party or yeah. I'll support your project. On, you know what I'm saying? Like, Relationship is key, and a lot of people don't, they don't get it. But it's also uh, when you see something you go up for and you see somebody get it, you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He oh, brought it. I wasn't, I wasn't good. <laughs> in, <laughs> Why in did I know that angle? Yeah. I just worked with uh, David Keckner. You know who that is? Yeah, that's my guy, uh, man. I worked we worked with him. together a few times. Oh, it's the first time I worked with him, and we, we were... We're doing a movie and COVID hit. And we shut it down. We just came back last week to finish it in Oklahoma City. And to see his process up close mm -hmm. and work, I go, oh, 
because it was funny because I auditioned for um, Anchorman, the part he got, right. Whammy. Right, you know, right. And I was like, I thought my audition was really good, you know? And then when I saw the movie, I went, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, dude, uh, I auditioned for that. Gear. And he was like this. He goes, he goes, oh, man, I'm sorry. I go, no, no, no. I wasn't saying it like, what the fuck? I was saying it like, <laughs> dude, I learned from it, honestly. Yeah. Not getting I was like this. Oh, like you said, there's, there's levels to this shit. Even auditioning for shit. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And he's, he's that guy. Like, he has a loose canon way of, of doing comedy. Very humble guy. Like, off, out of character, he's very humble. But when he goes in, he goes in. Yeah, he's great. All the way. I, ca- I, I just caught myself in some of the scenes. I had to catch myself. I was going, because I wanted to laugh and shit. Yeah. And he would just go off. But it was just it was cool to see guys that, to have, like, long scenes, like, three, four-page scenes with people. Right. And, like, you get to see their process. It's like, God, damn, now I get why you work so much. Yeah. Now I get it. And he's a people person. He, he has great relationships. Yep. yep. You know what I'm saying? And he's a chief. Are you a football fan? No. We talked about this. Not at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Well, that's the end of the podcast because the next 20 minutes was about to be about football. <laughs> I'm looking at Daniel all the cameras. La- Daniel LaRusso would have played football if you went to karate. <laughs> basketball? Yeah, yeah, I watch basketball. Just a little. But I'm not a fanatic. Um, I do watch it, though. I watch UFC? It. Yeah. You fanatic? You like UFC? I'm not fanatic about it, but I love it. I mean, I love, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like, I, saw your oh, I got my favorite Well, your fighter. energy shifted when I said Jorge Masvidal. Oh yeah, I mean, he's a he's a guy to be respected. Like to know that he came from those Kimbo Slice backyard brawls, and I didn't even put two and two together. I didn't know he was the same guy that I used to watch on those brawls. Oh really? Nah, I didn't know that until later um, in the game. But I just respect his game, and he's not he's not much of a a trash talker for 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 shit talk's sake. Yeah, he talks when he needs to, Mm -hmm. but he he gets in the ring and and shows and proves. He's scary because I've I've never seen him hurt. Even when he's lost, it's been decisions, and he might have got knocked down. But I've never seen that guy even close to being like, oh, fuck, he got fucked up. He just was able to recover. Yeah, Those nah, guys scare me. No, nah, he's the truth. Um, yeah, I watch UFC for sure. I just don't watch it for, like, I don't follow every single fighter, and I know everybody's stats and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I love watching the fights and, and the strategies behind it and just seeing a good, a good matchup. Because I, I, I always say boxing and love UFC. Love boxing as well. Love it's boxing. similar to stand-up. We're out there on our own, and we know, just like boxers know, UFC fighters know, we know the guys that are funny as shit that might not be selling tickets. We're like this. Right. That dude's a monster when it does happen. That's, that's kind of similar to Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. I think everybody knew he just had to get that little run. Yeah. Almost, like, almost like a comedian that's really funny that hadn't hit, and all of a sudden they get a part. You're like, oh, shit, they're you, about you, to take off. I'll tell you, my, um, my guy that opens for me, Brandon Lewis, Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, like I watch him night after night for the last two years, and I laugh every single time. Really, he just has a an authenticity and a delivery that to me, the world just needs to see him. Is he and out of I would, L.A.? I would gladly. You no, know, he's out of Atlanta, but he lives in uh, L.A. Okay, he's back and forth, but he's from Atlanta. I would gladly produce his first Nana special. Like, yeah, I just think he's brilliant. Hmm. And he just he just opened for you one night randomly. Yeah, um, I used to have um, Justin Hires open up for me before, and then he booked um, MacGyver. And so after that, I was trying to find 
someone else that you know how it is on the road. You want to find someone that's cool, that got good energy, because you're gonna be yeah on the road together. Yeah, you know then what you're I'm with them or your family half time. Exactly. So first, I had uh, him and DC Urban come out with me. They were hosting and, and featuring because oh, yeah. I like to have a whole show for for the for the audience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I like to create it as opposed to showing up and the club has their hosts and yeah. the hosts don't really gel with you and they're not. Their energy's not right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like coming on a girl's face and nutting on her ass. What? All right, let's bring up Atheon Crockett. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> but, hey, guys, what's up? I just got in town. <laughs> <laughs> I just came on someone's face as well. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're into? Well, sorry, Todd. Sorry it took me a second to walk on stage. I was nutting on this chick's face in the green room. Yeah. <laughs> Your opener, my opener talks about it. I fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta tie in the bad joke with your shit. Yeah. Like, fuck, yo. Um, but yeah, I mean, DC Irvin, another one, great. And then he started. He went on the road with Marlon. So then it just became me and Brandon on the road. And then just really being able to watch him grow. And then knowing how, when I hear him, he's really talk, telling a real story. Yeah. Because we just talked about it in the green room. Like, he may, he may be frustrated about something, whether it's family or industry. And I hear him go on stage with it. And without writing it down, the way he tells the story is already so well structured for a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I think he's one of those people that need to be... Uh, he's next. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about <clears throat> stand-up for me. Like, I don't watch a ton of stand-up. I've said that numerous times because I, I don't know either. my shit's mine. Right. But... When I do go on the road and guys are open up and everything, like like you said, it's almost like the dick pussy jokes are there. But when I see comics, even if they're struggling, if they're like really putting their soul out there and, mm-hmm. and I'm working some bits out and shit, I respect that so much and will work with that person every day of the week as opposed to somebody doing stock jokes and shit I've heard. And, and that's why I don't them. watch a lot of stand-up because yeah. I feel like I've heard it all. Yeah, and when you come up in the comedy clubs and you you know you studied and you, I don't like sitting through three hours, especially in L.A. Like the clubs go on forever. Yeah, I don't want to sit through thirty fucking comics. Yeah, doing premises I've heard and. <laughs> well, you're also sitting there going, you see a mic, a, a stage, and a captive audience. You just want to get on stage, so you're not enjoying yourself, especially when see, nights I'm are going different. up. I'm, you're like, fuck, I want to go up. Oh yeah, yeah, I got this nervous energy. Yeah, I, I gotta that. release. I don't want to sit back. I can't. Enjoy, I can't enjoy your the night nice to your off stage. You know you're going up. Yeah, yeah. You, you're. You want to take a shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. I get so nervous, bro. Oh, you still get nervous every show. Oh, I don't. I'm anymore. backstage. Oh yeah, you don't care about it. Um, I do I'm care. Still- <laughs> you're jaded. Um, <laughs> That's when I have a dream. <laughs> but no, I get I get nervous before every show. Like I'm backstage and my business partner, she she just she gets quiet. She knows what it is. I'm stretching. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking boxing and shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably because you're not a natural like me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Some point we open mic uh, on the on the. No, I'm trying to think. We've done any on the like, road? official, even if it's one of those like theater jams. I don't think we've done anything but Undercover Brother too. I'm trying to think. Well, that's the thing. I I 
I say in my um, when they ask me who I want to work with, I always say I don't want to work with black guys who know martial arts and do impressions. Mm -hmm. So that could be why. It's in your writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need essential water, pineapples. No black guys who know martial arts and that do impressions. Name, last name is Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have. That's I'm trying to think. Well, see, that's the funny thing. People think that I only do impressions. Like my stand-up is so not impressions. There'll oh, be there'll be the some. new special. There, there's some impressions in there, yeah. but it's way more content about life. And well, that's funny you say <clears> that because then people think all I do is black white jokes. Right. There's right. people like this. Do you got anything besides your wife? But I go, what you, people don't realize is sometimes I'll be talking about my wife. It'll just be man, woman, wife, husband jokes. Right. But in your brain, you see a black woman because you know she's black. So you're sitting here thinking, I'm going, my black wife, my black wife. But I'm just saying my wife. Because I'm your, at the point I mean, now. But your audience is black, so I mean. Yeah. But no, it's usually the white people that say that shit. That mm. say that. You know what I mean? But uh, it's at a point now where I don't even have to say my wife's black. They just know. Yeah, they know. You know what I mean? It used to be I would have to say it so I could get into a joke. You know? Yeah, mm -hmm. my wife's black, so this isn't. Now I just be like, yeah, my wife. And they just know she's black. Mm -hmm. You know? But I had to establish it at first. It was funny to me when people thought I was lying. Right. Damn, your wife really is black. I go, <laughs> So you just thought I made up the last 10 years of my career? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Dang, man. Doing what I do. <laughs> I'm lying, man. I watched it. I watched I'm like, good, good. That was a good one. It was. was I watched all your shit. That was a good one. I do. I got, I'm going to watch your new one on Peacock. Thank you. I'm getting all the ads from Peacock on my phone now. I don't. Peacock, Peacock, Peacock. Yeah, they're, uh, they're out there. <laughs> They'll find you. Well, that's, a, that's another thing about today's day and age is it's not so much about the network. If you put a good project out there, like, people will find it. They're going to find it. I didn't, know, I didn't know what channel, like, Walking Dead was on. I just found it. Right. And people started talking about it. I didn't yeah. know what channel, like, uh, uh, Game of Thrones, when I first started hearing about it. Yeah. I was like, oh. And the thing about my special, it's, it's, it's non-traditional. Like, I, I cut the check. I shot my own special. No one offered me anything because mm -hmm. the industry really doesn't even know that I do stand-up. I just been, I came back to it five years ago and I just been on the road just crafting, crafting, yeah. um, going through two, three hours worth of material to where I found, all right, I'm comfortable with this set and I didn't want to go another five years and be like procrastinating. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, now I finally got the, no, just fucking, just, just shoot the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I, I financed it myself. And because of the relationship that I, I had with Kev, especially during the pandemic, and we, we did that roast video, mm -hmm. it just kind of made sense. And there's something else that we were working on, too. But it just kind of made sense to just take it to his company first and just keep that relationship going for a, a licensing deal. Because I'm all about ownership. Yeah. You know? So I still own it, and it'll, it'll come back to me after they you know do their thing with it. But... And then you can cut it up, very, put it on YouTube into clips. Make an album out of it. Make money off that. Just keep making money, man. Exactly. The That's gift that keeps on giving. I don't like going to Kevin's office, though. Because <laughs> one time I went there and he showed me around. I go, great, I feel like my life shit. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, but you have a fucking set. I do now. It's a traveling set? Yeah. Uh, no, we just keep it here. We just okay. keep it here. So you just come down and shoot in L.A.? Well, I started in my kitchen. Yeah, I remember. I was doing my podcast in my kitchen with no guests. I remember. And then you're sitting in that little out. corner. That yeah, little corner like people always make fun of me cabinet too. Cabinet right here. Well, it just it just made sense. Like I was like, what am I? I, I was one of those guys. I was against podcasts mm -hmm. four or five years ago because I felt like so many people had them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not. I ain't got time for that. 
And then you start looking at numbers and not just money, but fan base. Like there's right. people out there that just, they, they know you want. from your podcast. Yeah. And I was like this, oh, I'm stupid not to yeah. just have some kind of platform where it's not like, I'm, and my thing with, with having a studio and having guests is I didn't know how people felt about me. I was like this, dude, if I start calling people and nobody's saying yes, I go, fuck, man. <laughs> nah, man, you got love out here in these streets, bro. I was like, oh, shit. And then, you know. I hit I you right back. You did. You, you got right back to me. There's only been, uh, honestly, and it's just because they're busy, there's only been two people that just was like, can't do it and just hasn't gone up. Usually, everybody's mm. like, have done it in a reasonable amount of time. Look, man, you, you put in your, your 10,000 plus hours, man. Yeah. I and mean, that's to be commended. Well, I don't, I don't want, I want people to know they can come here and just bullshit, too. There's no agenda. I'm not trying to get this off or, hey, the, guess what the, I found? The clickbait shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to do that. I want people to just be... Like when I had um, when I had Kevin on, it was the day his audiobook came out. Mm -hmm. I didn't even bring up the audiobook because I knew he was doing press runs all day and they were going to talk about it. Yeah. So I just started... We started talking about old, like knowing him in 98, 99, right. back in the day. And he really got sucked in when I brought up Patrice O'Neill because we had a mm. funny night in New York where Patrice... Me, Kevin, and Patrice were walking around. This guy tried to start a fight with us, but he, he came after me because I was the white guy and he was a white dude. And I go, why is he only talking to me? Like, <laughs> Patrice bumped him. <laughs> Patrice bumped this white dude and dude just like started yelling at me. And I go, the black guy hit you. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> and Kevin and Patrice just stood there. I was like this. They was like, yeah, if someone would have, we had your back. <laughs> just Love all his life. focus was on me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you got the, the special coming out. Yep. Any any other films? Uh, I just uh, that's the such binge. a loaded question. I'm sorry about that. No, no, the binge with uh, Vince Vaughn is on Hulu. Um, that just came out two nights ago. The binge. The binge. Check it out. It's a t it's a movie or a TV show. It's a it's a movie. All right, what's it about? It's about um, it's kind of like a not a spoof, but it's kind of like the purge, but for high school kids. One night they get to take all the drugs they want to take, oh, so you get wow. to binge on drugs. So it's a musical. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like the Wiz, but with white kids. That's <laughs> no, a dance musical. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian just shows up with the drugs. <laughs> Cocaine. Cocaine, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm in the binge. Um, and then, yeah, working on some more TV stuff. And then Will developing. Smith and Eddie Murphy. Will Smith and Eddie Murphy. Those are the two. two. Those yeah, are the only two left. I only work two with you. Left. Kev, Charlie Murphy, that's my guy. Yeah, God, Charlie was good. I'm, me, yeah, I worked with Charlie so many times. That's that was my. He was a good friend. He um, was like he was like a he was like a Chadwick man. We everybody was looking at him like he was sick, but we didn't know no. Yeah, I knew. He kept it under wraps too. Never brought up. Every time I saw him, I was like, he never brought it up. It was just like, no, hey, he never up, brought Gary? it up. But I yeah. I knew because I, I I knew him for so long and. Again, he's a martial artist, so we had that conversation. Charlie was in martial arts? Yeah. I didn't know that. That whole family. Yeah. I had no clue. Oh, yeah. I had no clue. Vernon. Yeah, they, the, the whole family is Charlie's kids. How'd you meet, and how'd you meet Charlie? On Wildin' Out. He actually did it. The episode he did, I wasn't on that particular one because I, I was shooting something at the time. But I came to the studio late, and I saw the rest of his episode. But we just... Bonded from there, and then we were doing a movie right after that um, called Universal Remote, another high-budget blockbuster. Which one? Where was that on? Uh, the Floor. 
Oh, right. The editing room floor. I've been like, I, I used uh, to. No, no, it, it got. Telemundo. It got it's some. Spanish yeah. movie. I don't fuck it up. <laughs> uh, we did, and then we did this movie called Bar Stars with uh, John Bernthal. Uh, so, yeah, we did, me and Charlie did a bunch of those types of movies, but we were just always cool. Me, him, and Rich. Yeah, and just telling stories. So the first time I met Eddie, we, we, I saw him, I was outside of uh, Coffee Bean in Studio City, and he always is at this Coffee Dude. Bean. Eddie is the I, all his paparazzi videos is coffee bean in his hand. He's always a coffee bean. So I'm standing on the on the block, and I see this guy that looks like Charlie Murphy <laughs> in my head, and I'm like, "That can't be what what?" And then he walks up the stairs, and I'm like, "Hey man, you know you don't know what the fuck to say." Is it Charlie or Eddie? It's Eddie. It's fucking Eddie Murphy by himself at the coffee bean. By himself in a black wife beater. And some black jeans <laughs> and just himself <laughs> and some spaceship by the parking meter. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a hovercraft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only Eddie would show up a coffee in a hovercraft. God damn. <sighs> and uh and he's walking like up. I'm standing on top of this, the little staircase and he's coming up the way, so he knows he has to walk into me. And I said, like, Hey man, don't mean to bother you. I'm a friend of Charlie's, and it's the weirdest exchange of, of handshakes because he basically was like, I just, I'm just trying to get some coffee, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I just left him alone, and then I, I met him again at his, at, he had a boxing party at his house, and mm -hmm. so his brother, I mean, his, uh, his cousin invited me to this boxing party, and then, uh, and then he had, we had an exchange like you had. He saw me, he's like, hey, man, 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 you funny yeah. cat, man. You know, he, he does, you know, his energy is, is different. But yeah, that's that's my interactions with Eddie. Oh yeah, would love to work with him though. He's he's the goat. Yeah, so, I mean, I did work with him. I agree. I was like this. Wow, that guy was not here for none of this and is killing his lines. Killing. <laughs> but I heard he can do that. I heard he can see like three, four pages and just get it the day of. Oh wow, that's mind-boggling to me because my biggest fear is going blank. Yeah. Have you ever gone blank on any set? Where you're like, oh, not fuck. on set in auditions. Oh though. fuck, I've had some. I hate auditions. I'm a, I'm a terrible auditioner. Me too. I, <laughs> Gary, when I, I had an audition on tape and it, at the beginning of the pandemic and it was a Zoom situation. As soon as the ladies got on Zoom, the producer and the writer, I'm sweating as if I have the flu. <laughs> I'm running through the lines and I'm like, and I'm not breathing. It's the worst fucking audition in the world. And then finally, yeah, and then she, she's like, take it again, slow it down. And this was a test. This was, this was like, I was right there almost about to get this series. Fucked it up. Because I just get in my head, I, I get nervous. I fucking hate auditioning. I hate, good, it's... There's there's no exact science to give getting parts, but dude, well, some being people are, good. Well, some people are really good auditioners, yeah. but then don't bring a lot on camera. Yeah, the camera want, doesn't like them. You're right. But then some people are like, I'm like I've said, I'm glad you said that because I've asked numerous comedians I've had on the podcast, and some people are like like Tiffany said she just rolls with it. She goes, even if I forget my lines, I just start talking until <laughs> I get back into it. Right. <laughs> I go, I wish I was that kind of didn't care that much. I'm I keep thinking it's gonna be like never again. Ever. Ever. In life. <laughs> We're calling every studio, every director. Every casting director. like this. Is going to know you're the shit in the opposite way. But then you realize how many people they see a day. How many shitty auditions. I, I couldn't be a casting director. 
God but you know them. what it is with us? We're performers, and we like to be appreciated. So when we're offered a part and we can just show up on set, it's what well, you said. You fear going blank. See, once I'm on set, I'm like, well, game on. But that's also why I'm overprepared. <clears throat> like, I know my lines. Like, when I get to set, I'm like this. I know my fucking lines for that day. Mm. I'm like this. Uh, auditions, I don't know what it is. I'll study, 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 and sometimes I'll just be like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm fucking this up. Or you there's no energy in the room either. There's you think no something's energy. funny? <laughs> you're like this. And then they schedule you at the wrong time because you're in the room with all your competition and it's people that you know and they want to have that bullshit conversation in the waiting room. What you working on now, bro? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like trying to get in your head. Uh, watch Gary Owens' podcast. I talked right. about it all. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that shit. I, uh, uh, I'm thinking if I had any just, well, I've had a few just nightmare, fucking nightmares. There was why I told my agent before, like a couple years ago, don't give me two auditions in a day. I'm just, I'm not that dude. <laughs> I'm I just like that. I, I said, don't. I don't, I'm not I that do dude. The same thing. I, I need to prepare the night before and get it over with, but I can't be doing two different <laughs> things, man. It's not gonna happen. My, my, one of my old agents, they booked me and like, and I studied all night for this one, and they threw this other one at me that was like eight fucking pages. Yeah, what, when is, one is six pages, one is yeah. like nine pages. I'm like, and I'm a lawyer in one. I go, dude, and I'm it's fucking paragraphs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this. one of the pages like a block, <laughs> a dissertation. I'm glad I'm not the only one. No, bro, no. I freaked the fuck out. Like, nah. I went into one. I went in that first one, which I did not prepare properly. And the the lawyer one, which I tanked, probably didn't get picked up, thank God. And uh, I uh, I remember them looking at me, and I was like, "Holy fuck, I'm never working for this casting director again." I hope I don't. I never see him. And I just remember I walked out, and I fucking bundled up the damn audition and threw in the fucking dumpster. It was like a movie. There happened to be a dumpster right there. I went fucking shit. And my assistant was there, and he's like, he just got quiet. He goes, I go, I'm driving. I said, I'll drive. I get in the car, and I'm like, I told that motherfucker, what audition a day? That's why I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> I thought literally the, I thought the Russell Simmons shit was going to happen. The phone was going to be going off. Gary, Gary, they canceled the next audition. Oh, it was Bruh. fucking brutal. Nah, the, that drive home after I fucked up an audition is the, <laughs> it's like when you bomb on stage. It's yeah. like. I never have, but that's fine. <laughs> what is what is this bombing on stage? You yeah, talk I've, about? I've I've had a few. I've had a few wow, bombs. I've never had. And uh, that that drive home, <laughs> you got the SWV playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, Yo, I Hold get on. so weak in the knees. AP on drive home band audition. You're on every other character. You're a Chris Rock. You ain't shit. You suck. Don't let these motherfuckers bully you. <laughs> My auditions are so bad. Russell Simmons. This don't eat any meat. Don't eat any meat. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, the pep talk. That was the worst three auditions, I think, in the history. Uh, I mean, the worst three impressions in well, the history of impressions. They're horrible. <laughs> they're horrible. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. I want to end on a high note. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, man. No, nah, for sure, uh, man. Appreciate it. I hope the next time you come on, it's I'm not coming Will on Smith. Here. Or Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I'm a clever butt. <laughs> I'm never coming on. That's why your show lasts for six episodes, man. I knew it was definitely. <laughs> You're an asshole, bro. <laughs>
I can't wait to do shows from your kitchen again. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve kitchen success. <laughs> Corner of the kitchen success. Not your own set and paintings and shit. Fuck yeah, you. man. Look at that shit. All me. Fucking live on air. Goats. <laughs> yeah. You got your goats? Yeah. Can you do can you do Eminem? I actually did Eminem, but I had to alter my voice. It wasn't spot on. Like mm. I can do his rap cadence. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta show you this. I did a full on Eminem video though, where I I'm in I'm him. See, I like to research my guest. You didn't. Damn. That's makeup <laughs> and everything. Yeah, yeah. How'd you find that so fast? I, I was gonna send that to um a friend of mine recently because they didn't believe that I could. Same question came up. Was yeah. like, have you ever done Eminem before? And I was like, yeah, I actually. Have you met Eminem? Just spoke to him recently. Oh. Well, what about phone. recently? Over the phone. About what? About this this video. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. I did his second video, and when we shot it, I was in it. But when it came out, I was extra. When we shot it, <laughs> I was in it. Like Philip Atwell called me yeah, and Dre, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they were like, "They're doing a video. They want they 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 want you just ad lib and be funny." I was like, "All right, I think I ad lib too much, maybe." <laughs> when that video came, it's called Role Models. Just gonna. Oh yeah. yeah. I was so hyped because he just came off. Uh, My name is that was the second video, and MTV Dawson are doing premieres. Yeah. Eminem World Premiere Tuesday at six. That was a big big song. Yo, big video. I'm sitting here like this. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Well, I was looking at it like this. On us two and a half. This video is only three and a half minutes. <laughs> and then when I saw, it, I go, "Oh fuck! I got cut. I was an extra. I was just in the background with them." Was, uh, That's why until I I see a, a cut before, I don't promote anything because I don't know if I don't see it. Yeah. Like I didn't really uh, promote the binge because they didn't put me in the trailer. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna mention it. You know what I'm saying? On my story. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. But I'm week. not going to go like ham with the, because you just never know, because that has happened to me before where I'm promoting a movie. And you ain't really in they it. They cut all my shit out. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they didn't cut you. nothing of Undercover Brother 2 out. They kept it all. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, tru truth? Truth pill? I didn't watch all of it. Oh, you didn't? Nah. I watched all of it. I didn't watch all of it. I did. I support my projects. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> my projects. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Atheon. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. All right, man. Keep the water. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> and smart.